Hello again. This is day three of doing Advent my way. My name is Michaela. My podcast is Word Habit. I love words, and I am on this journey to better understand what Advent is all about. I know what it's about in general terms, but I wasn't brought up with the liturgical aspects of it, and so I'm I'm discovering. And as I discover, there are certain words that stand out in my mind, and and I'm writing on them. And so today's word is waiting. I'll share a piece that I wrote today, and then I'll share another piece that I wrote many moons ago, both having to do with waiting. And I hope as you journey through this Advent season, even if it isn't your normal thing to do, that you'll discover the good that comes in this type of waiting. What's your waiting process? You've got to have one, right? Like when you go to the post office and there's a long line. Do you play Sudoku on your phone or do you check Instagram? And when your laundry is drying in a laundromat, do you read a book or text a friend? Does anything about your waiting process connect intentionally to what you'll do as soon as your wait is over? I'm going to guess that's a no for most of us. There are a few of you really scheduled people who, before you head home with fresh smelling dry clothes, have mapped out your lunch menu, which has helped you realize you're going to need to stop by your local grocer and pick up some ketchup. You strange birds have a way of looking at the other side of your weight and planning for it. I bet that feels good, huh? I'm taking notes. Waiting is as old as the earth. There has always been a next thing and time for anticipation, preparing for what's coming on the other side. And waiting is a huge part of Advent. I've spent a fair amount of time this week thinking and writing about the Advent wait. I actually plan to preach on it this Sabbath, pointing in part to how good it is for us to look at and learn from how others have waited through the centuries up until that day when Jesus finally made his entrance into our world. Some people lost sight of what was to come, the promise, the prophecy. They lost sight of who they were in relation to who God is. I think David, for example, would have lived a different life at many points in his life had he always been conscious of a coming Messiah, and of a purposeful wait. Which leads me to wonder how my life can shift for the better by spending this season with a renewed sense of awe as I reflect on the wait and on the fulfillment. I'm still here. You've been waiting for me to speak again. That was awkward, huh? What did you do with that time? Unload the dryer? Brush your teeth? Did you return only to find that I was talking again, forcing you to click that 15-second rewind button twice? Or maybe you sat in the silence, trusting that I wouldn't end so abruptly. We learn a lot about ourselves while we wait. Silence makes it harder. We fidget, 
we fill the air with something, anything, or we imagine a better other side. We anticipate it's coming. We grab a blanket so that when the silence is broken, we're warm and cozy and a lot more attentive. I'm only three days into this Advent journey. I've got a lot more to learn, and I'm really grateful. This is a good wait. Many years ago, I began writing what I thought would definitely become a book. I titled it My Inanition. Inanition means a state of being empty. That's all a long story for another day. I simply share that with you so that you understand the title of the piece I'm about to share, which focuses on a particular time in my life when waiting was a tall order. I wrote this piece on June 30th, 2007, and titled it Inanition Continues. You can read the original post on my website. Inanition Continues. Once again, I have zero answers, and this time around, I have zero questions except, when can I get discharged? This is my first time overnighting in a hospital. It's pretty cool. The temp is just right for sleeping. The service is great. My bed adjusts. The fruit is delicious. The eggs are suspect, but I'll get past that in time. So here's the deal. Somewhere between 2.40 and 3 p.m. yesterday afternoon, my right eye clouded over in the top inner corner. I freaked out. But it was a silent freaking out, the sort that happens in my head alone, supplemented by quiet pleas to heaven for mercy. Please, God, no, God, no, 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 please. And about 30 seconds later, all was back to normal. Trisha, my roommate, called to say she was downstairs. She was going to give me a ride into town so I could pick up the big paper garbage bags for the encounter cleanup day at Wolf's Prairie Park. I hopped in the car, knowing I should tell Trisha everything, and the Lord knew I was scared, so he had Trisha ask me how my day was. It was fine, I said, until a few minutes ago. And then I told her the whole story. So we picked up the bags and continued on to the Niles Hospital. The service was great. Pam checked me in, entered my info into the system, did the basics. Then I was ushered into a room where Anne-Marie did an EKG. And the doctor, first name Brian, was so wonderfully kind and thorough. And Paul took me to get a CT. Everyone was great. I must remember to send a card. I don't know if they realize how much of a blessing they are. I've had one too many sour medical interactions. I'm jaded. But these folks, they were each a godsend. And my friends and many more are praying. Just wish my parents didn't have to know. They're worried. And I can't stop them from worrying. They want to be here. They won't say it, but I hear it when we talk. But you know what? Friends, family, nurses, doctors, no one can do a thing. Somehow I'm sure that none of us is in control of this thing, whatever it is. So our only good option is to rest in the knowledge that God still loves, and one day we'll get all the answers. And until then, 
I keep getting periodic checks. Blood pressure, fine. Oxygen levels, fine. Blah, 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 fine. Just had my IV line flushed. Still waiting for my doctor to visit. She came while I was getting another MRI, but that meant that I wasn't here. So, can I go yet? I keep asking the RN that, the NA that, anyone. I just want to go outside, go to the beach. How fabulous that would be. But alas, I must sit in this room as the blue sky taunts me, calls my name. Honestly, though the window is closed, I could swear I've heard my name at least a dozen times. Michaela, come join the sunny day. Hmm. Maybe this is a psych ward after all. Why am I doing this? I'll probably ask myself that question every single day. If you follow me on Instagram at wordhabitthepodcast, and if you don't, you should. If you follow me there, you'll know that I wrote this today. I'm pushing myself to write daily about Advent. It's my way of learning, of digging deeper. And, to be super honest, I need this time to rediscover why Jesus is a big deal. Maybe that sounds strange to you because I'm a pastor and I should know why Jesus is a big deal. Well, here's what else I wrote. My connection time with him has been shallow. Other things have become priorities. This morning, I sensed his encouragement to write through it. And in the words of Teravin Cross, sometimes the only way is through. 